Okay. Wow. So what a week. Um, wow. That's wow. <laughs> so much stuff happened. Like, yeah. My goodness. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Just, I, I mean, the world has been flipped upside down since the last time we had a podcast, which was a week ago, only a week ago. Is this, this is like the most ridiculous week I can ever remember with this franchise. Yeah. I can't think of many others. Um, this is the Canes Country Podcast. And um, I'm Brett Finger, of course. Also, of course, Justin Leap. Hello. Um, before I before we start, I think we should talk about your tweet yesterday about how <laughs> if you were being kidnapped, uh, I believe Yahoo Sports tweeted, if you were being kidnapped, what s- s- statement or phrase would you tweet out to make it, you know, appear to people that, oh, he's in danger? What did you say? Elias Lindholm is the greatest player to grace an ice surface. And that's a lie. You would much sooner be kidnapped and choose to be kidnapped than admit to liking or, or admitting that Elias Lindholm is good because he yeah. is. Uh, he's categorically, yeah. objectively good. But yeah. um, you're not. He's there. all right. He's all right. He's all right. But this is crazy how how my negativity towards Elias Lindholm has become like so noticed that this is my most liked Canes related tweet in like forever. It's a brand for you now. (laughs) It's a brand Um, for me. I guess I just got to keep sticking to that. I I don't know. I don't know. That's how you know. Yeah. As we ascend with this podcast, (laughs) as we as we go towards the sky with this podcast, it's going to be on the back of your um. Elias Lindholm, uh, hatred and bias. Absolutely. Okay. So, I mean, look, the way they started the week was a rough loss to the Rangers, but honestly, we're we're done with the Elias Lindholm talk. We're moving on. Oh, we're done. So three minutes of Elias Lindholm talk ahead of the podcast that covers the trade deadline week. Uh, look, I enough? know. Is that enough look, for Elias Lindholm this week? I know you had that in the rundown to talk completely about Elias Lindholm, but I'm going to have to veto it. Lies. I'm going to have to veto it, Brett. You've Brett. been lying a lot lately. I'm going to have to veto it. Have you read it. the Bible? That's a sin. <laughs> perhaps, perhaps. Look it up. Um, all right. So Crack let's open right that holy it. book. Let let's me know what right you in. find. Let's get right into it. Here we go. Um, the Bible? I'm sorry. No. <laughs> the top. This is thing that happened this week doesn't rely or isn't around the canes losing to the rangers that is just the norm honestly anytime you see the rangers on a schedule from any point on into history expect it to be a loss because it just is and that's that but really the fun of this week started in toronto yeah um I mean, what a situation, what, like, a high and a low, and, like, it just, just, it was everything, it was everything, what, so for me, I guess personally, I was assigned to write the recap for it, but guess what, I was not watching until the second period, Oh, I, I was I was watching Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. It's a solid movie. It's good. I thought I, I thought it would be better, but it's solid. It's solid. It's not bad. It's solid. There you go. There's my review for the week. Um, 
But yeah, so what is what a second period? So I, you know, I kind of quick scroll through Twitter to kind of catch up, see that Reimer's out and Mrazik's in, and then Mrazik decides to do what he did in back home in Raleigh against the Rangers, which is yeah, yeah come, exactly, come way out and play a puck that he had no business in playing. Well, I think he it, it worked against New York. And, yeah, you know, he I don't know what he saw it. in Toronto. I don't know what he saw in Toronto. I don't know why he thinks that's normal. Like I understand that he occasionally, if a puck is just like floating towards the crease, like, okay, maybe like a goalie's got to be aggressive. Yeah, maybe like... a goalie's got to be aggressive, but not out towards the blue line. I'm sorry, that's just ridiculous. So, look, it really sucks. But yeah, obviously everyone knows what happens. Kyle Clifford comes up. I high. mean, he just. Comes up high and I mean, yeah, not, it's a no blame really on Kyle Clifford. I mean, Jesus. I mean, he's skating down ice and he looks up and Mrazek is just there. Um, I don't put much fault in Clifford for that. I don't think he went out of his way to do anything. Um, because um, you know, if you're trying to get the puck and what would have been a partial breakaway, uh, you don't expect a goalie to be coming out and Morazic got just destroyed. I mean, his helmet, his mask landed in a land in, landed in Oshawa, right? Like it, sure. it, that thing went flying. Um, but yeah, it was <laughs> and at that point, I think you're watching it and you go, huh? Okay. So, uh, one of them's already gone. And, you know, they're like, oh, does James Reimer come back in with, like, a, a lower body injury? Like, he's not going to be able to move around the crease. And then uh, Mrazek leaves, concussion protocol. And in comes David Ayers. Um, spelling it A-Y-R-E-S, not E-R-S. That threw me yes, a little bit. Yes, which got me Ayres. right away. David Ayers. <laughs> Yeah. Um, and you know what? We're we're not gonna recap it. You all know what happened. Um so yeah, yeah, just they won. What a what an experience for him and and honestly, you know, it's just something that I mean when he he went in and you know, he kinda let up two quicker ones there. It just seemed like oh man, it seemed like we had two points in the bag and honestly it was a little bit of frustration I from me personally, I think, because the way Mrazik decided to play that, I, I was, I don't know, I was, I was frustrated. I think it put it in a compromising position, and obviously you don't think Clifford's gonna like finish his hit there, but, um, yeah, it was just fantastic to see him come in and then shut the door in the in the third. But a lot of a lot of credit has to be given to the d- defense there. It was one I mean, of their the, best periods of the year. I mean, they've really bonded they... together, and that's minus Pesci too. So, yeah, and yeah, that's. Yeah. yeah, a tough blow to to lose him long term. Yeah, He's I wonder if... the options of shoulder surgery. Um, I think you, you got, do it. You got to well, we'll see. I think it's really, um, you know, the shoulder stuff with Pesci, man. It's it's turning into a bit of an issue. Um, I, I was this the second or third time that. There's been an issue with the shoulder. I mean, it was just a, it wasn't anything at first because 
when he first got hurt, people thought that he got cut like on the inside of the leg with a skate because like that that was the only thing because like it was just a normal thing like he ba- like he barely got nicked by like I think Tavares' skate and that's what people thought it was including myself for a little bit and then you you start to get more information about it you learn to shoulder and there wasn't any contact it was just a, like a separation or or whatever I'm not sure what exactly happened but yeah it's you know, yeah. he's one of your best defensemen, and you lose Brett Pesci after you've already lost Dougie Hamilton, likely for the year. Um, I mean, maybe he comes back at the very start of April. Best case, yeah, but best case. But if if they're already if if March goes to crap based on your goaltending, because it I I I'm not too optimistic about Mraza coming back within the next two weeks at least. Oh, I am. Um, Marazic? You are. Yes. You are. I am. You think he's yeah. coming back? Yes, I, I, I don't know. Um, I don't know. Does it? Hasn't he had a concussion before? Um, in, Don Waddell, in a hurricane sweater. Don right? Waddell said to the media that um, he doesn't have a history with it. So, I. I so I'm going to go off of that. Man. I don't it's, know. It's tricky. It's, I don't know exactly. Tricky, and though. it's something that has gotten a lot better over the past few days from Marazic. Right now, his big issue is neck soreness which is obviously part of it. But as for Pesci, I think, look, I mean, I, I for me, if I was an athlete like that, I, I'd always opt to surgery if, if it could be because I feel like your chances could, you know, yeah, you're 100% out. You know, it doesn't allow you to really come back, but it fixes it more long-term than letting it heal naturally, in my opinion. I don't know. Yeah, again, Dr. Late here, but... Um, <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I think I think if you have a season that could be kind of under pressure, and there may not be a chance, you know, for a sure shot at the playoffs, I, I think you go for it. You go ahead and take it. All but, right. This that it. concludes today's edition of Doctor Web Web MD with Justin Lake. You. Um, <laughs> so let's your, get your some... mom's a nurse. Yeah. Nope, that's not not anywhere close to true. <laughs> <laughs> who's a nurse i know someone well, my whose mom, mom my mom, is a nurse my mom's a teacher assistant oh. but she, she's a fantastic teacher assistant and uh, i don't know if she's gonna hear this podcast because sometimes she doesn't listen but i, I hope tell she doesn't her. listen i tell her to she reads our stuff she reads our stuff but she doesn't listen i don't think yeah my written stuff is. Way she likes your podcast. tweets i think more than mine but oh I yeah well you honestly, have good tweets though you have good yeah. tweets i mean come on yeah, um, I'm sorry. Well, let's get to what I thought that your mother was totally wrong about. Who's let's a nurse? To, other than you being totally wrong about my mom being a nurse, someone's no a nurse. Is, no one in my know. family is a nurse. I don't know who it is, and I'm not is talking it, about Darnell Nurse. I mean, uh, like a nurse. Let's move it along. You know, what? Um, let's yeah, go. let's move into what we were totally wrong about. Or actually, one of us was wrong. You one were... of us was. I was completely wrong. I didn't think they were going to do anything. But even you said yes, but I don't think you expected this much. Uh, no, I didn't. What so, a, what a, the oh, busiest day in trade deadline history for the Hurricanes, I think that's safe to say. Um, it's, it's, the, um, it's the most players moved in Hurricanes trades since 2010, uh, 10 years ago. And that was the year that the Hurricanes sold off Joe Corvo and Scott Walker to Washington. Uh, they were just selling all of their very mediocre players at that point. And, uh, yeah, that was, that was the most recent one. 
that has been this busy, obviously this year's was much more impactful. Yeah. Um, honestly, a, a huge, huge change, but uh, you know, kind of something that's on par with, with what the front office has been doing, uh, especially with the Trocek deal. I mean, to have term on there, I think if Trocek was, was expiring, I don't think they would have done that. Oh no. Um, to, with how much they gave up now, Halla, let's be real. It a kind of seemed like it wasn't working, and B, he's an unrestricted free agent at the end of the season, so yeah. he would kind of yeah, command a, a Furland look, and I don't think that is in Carolina's best interest at all. He wasn't going to be in Carolina beyond this season. Yeah. Um, now it, just, I, it didn't work out the way that it looked like it was going to early in the year. It just with him in the organization it didn't work out. That happens sometimes, and they definitely made the most out of his value now as for lucas walmark uh i mean obviously we know his value over the past few seasons and now how he's played um but if you can upgrade um in at his position with trocek you know you're fine uh chase prisky um it's been decent in charlotte you know good on on the power play but let's be real there's a bunch of just defenders standing between him and a true roster spot in Carolina. And then E2, who played played a few games. Um, and, yeah, I mean, a solid player in Charlotte. But, again, a lot of forwards kind of logjam. And then you got more coming through the system. And Suzuki, Reese, um, Pistola. But, yeah, I mean, I think you do this deal... 10 times out of 10, you know, I, I, I don't think you really second guess. And it really caught, I think a lot of people by surprise. Cause I know New York was kind of feeling it out. Um, and some other, other teams as well, but it kind of like Elliot Friedman tweeted about it, you know, early Monday morning. And next thing you know, he was there. <laughs> so it just, it happened pretty quickly. You're, you're losing a UFA in, in Hala. Um, obviously he's not going to be here beyond this season based on how things were going. And, Obviously, I think the piece that hurts the most is Walmart because he's so versatile and Rod loves him so much and he can do all these different kinds of things. Um, but you got to give to get. Um, Lou Serenin, uh, he, he was a decent prospect. I don't think you hurt much from losing him. Prisky, again, I like Prisky. Uh, I think he's going to be an NHLer, but again, that's, you know, if you're getting a guy like Trocek, who's 26, right shot center that the Hurricanes don't really have right now because Natchez is kind of in that tweener stage of his development um it gives natures more freedom to play the wing um it gets you a top six center who can drive play you know he's reliable offensively and i think he's just kind of a perfect fit for for what the hurricanes needed i mean if you're slotting trocek in between stall and aho which is ideally what you'd be doing stall being on the more defensive line and Trocek on the more offensive line, which he is with Nino and, and Natchez, which that trio played really, really well in against Dallas. So you, you, you got to do it. At $4.75 million for the next two years after this year, um, it, you, when you get a chance to get a player like that, I think you have to, and I think the Hurricanes won that deal. The Vatanen trade, it's it's a wash. Um, Vatanen is not going to be here past next season. Um, a pure rental move and, you know, not a lot to give up. Clayson 
you know, that's fine. Conditional fourth, that's fine. And Yanni Kulkunin, you and I were high on him two seasons ago. Um, but again, it's the, the depth chart and just people passing him along the way. So, um, frankly, I, I think that, you know, I think at least one of those tra- two of those trades were complete wins. Uh, the Trocheck and Vatanen one. As for Brady, I don't think eh. I'm as negative on the Shea trade um, as you are, or maybe other. And I know others are. Um, I really liked his game against Dallas. Um, I thought, you know, he had that first period gaffe. I think it was his first shift with the team. Aho passed him the puck. He couldn't handle the puck. It was just a whiff. I, I think it was probably nerves. Um, just a guess. But from there, you know, the first period was okay. The second period, he was great. He almost scored three times in that second period. Um, you know, he. you see why the Hurricanes would want to acquire him. He's, you know, he's big. He's He can move. He He's not a liability with the puck by any means. If the Hurricanes can iron out his defensive deficiencies, which I believe that they're they think they can. So if they can do that, then you're talking about a, a legitimate top four defenseman who is still 25. I think he's 24, 25, something like that. He's under contract for a long time. So, uh, you know, this guy isn't a rental and you give up a first round pick and the condition on that is it's the lesser of the two that they have this year. And if Toronto finishes in the top 10, then they get to pick keep their pick that means that they just get carolinas first so in an ideal situation toronto finishes third in the atlantic and carolina finishes in the playoff spot and you know you're not worried too much about the pick that you give up obviously the doomsday scenario would be carolina misses the playoffs so this is so if carolina misses the playoffs and they get a really good pick or um or if Carolina misses the playoffs and Toronto finishes in the top 10, that would be the doomsday situation. So obviously you got to hope that that doesn't happen, but if they make the playoffs, then I think they're going to be, they're going to be all right. That's where it comes down to, right? The hurricanes and they need to start racking up some wins here because that game against Dallas was rough. Um, Nadelkovic made his first start of the year with the hurricanes <laughs> I mean, yeah, I don't know. not ideal. <laughs> I mean, it's just it's it's tough for me to lambast him or lambaste I, him. However, you I agree, I agree. I mean, um, geez, but man. I think this is what we can we can kind of lay down. The error lay for down. margin, the error for margin and goal, is so thin. Margin for error. Yeah, the margin. Yeah, error of margin, <laughs> margin. You know what I mean? Anyways, um, it's so thin, like. Some players get 20 NHL games, and they didn't prove in those 20 NHL games. They're not getting 20 more. Um, I hate to say it. Yeah, it was a lackadaisical effort by the defense. Wait, um, wait. You can't. The, hold on. Just hear me out. Hear me out. Okay. You, you only scored one goal. That didn't help. I just think the air like there's not much time to prove your worth as a goaltender in the NHL. So you got to bring it every game. And there were ones that I think 
I don't know. I think he could have stopped single. Yeah, there's nobody in front to help, but it wasn't like it was a special shot. Um, oh, come on. Hint's goal was just fantastic, so you can't blame him for that one. Um, but yeah, I I blame I him know. for the Hint's goal more than Look, I blame I, him for the first one. You know I'm, how I feel. Like I just I'm not 100 sold on Ned. I think that, that has nothing Thomas, to do with that, though. I mean, I'm just saying if I think he should have stopped the Hint's shot before he should have stopped the Sagan one. And really, yeah, I I do. Um, you know, it, that was like a little like chip shot by Hintz. I'll the real perpetrator, the real perp, for short. That's short for, uh, you know. Okay, so the real perp there. I'll talk about it in a second because I'm about to say a few things about that. Uh, and I take issue with a lot of what you're saying. And do I think Nedeljkovic is going to be a starter in the NHL? I don't. Um, I feel like his his ceiling has always been Anton Hudobin, and you know that's kind of where I I see his ceiling as, and that's fine. Uh, that'd be like a backup or you know a guy who can get hot, which is you know I I think that's that's what he is uh, and what he could be. <laughs> it's his third NHL uh, game. I know. Let's I relax. know. Let's, I know. But do you hear what I'm saying? saying? But do you hear what I'm saying? He's though? running out of time. No. He's 23. He's 23. But again, what? He I has three know. games. You said NHL it yourself. Kachikov could and be the And the other next two one. were great. You said Kachikov could be the next one. I'm just saying there is. I have more faith in him moving forward than I do. If, if you're talking about franchise goalie, I have more faith in Kachikov probably. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. And so, then, and then, but no, but what there, you're saying is limited time with Ned. There's we don't we don't we don't we can't afford to give him 40 games. That's what I'm saying. Well, if no he, one, if no he shows up, give him if he shows games. up and, and down the stretch here and really saves our butts because frankly they need it because yeah, if Mrazek comes back, cool. All right, that that alleviates the pressure. You maybe roll him as a backup in a few games, but if not, he's got to be a savior. And I know that's a lot to ask. Yes, as you said, 22, 23-year-old kid. But look, I, I don't know, man. You don't have a lot of time as a goalie in the NHL. Like, I think we're talking about two different things hurt. here. You're, I'm talking about his future. I and, am too. But what – so you're saying that – I don't know what you're saying. Because <laughs> you just said a few minutes ago that, you know, some people only get 20 games to prove themselves. He has three. Okay, so and the other two were really good. He won in Vancouver last year. He won. He allowed two goals on twenty-eight shots I, or whatever. He didn't allow a goal in Columbus a few years ago when he came in relief. This was, and now I'll get to the perp that I was talking about. My God, Joel Edmondson was terrible yeah. <laughs> against yeah. Dallas. I'm sorry. Really bad. Really um, bad. I as a whole, I think he's been fine for the most part. His metrics aren't good. But, but an expiring contract. Well, so. well, well, yeah, that's, I mean, that's, that's even another part of it. But against Dallas, he was really bad. So let's, let's go first goal. So yeah, it was the one where he got walked by Hintz. I mean, come on. Yeah. Hintz just went right by him. And trust he, me, Hintz I, is a solid player, but he's not. Hintz he's is not a good player, but it's a one on two into the zone. And he just totally walks Joel Edmondson. So that can't happen. You know, he got put on a highlight reel. Uh, you know, maybe you can give more credit to Hintz than blame on Edmondson. But he got walked. That's the fact of the matter. 
Then the next one, when it's 2-0, it's an offensive zone faceoff that the Hurricanes win not cleanly. Edmondson tries to pinch up and get the puck. Man, it's 2-0 already. Another goal against is a killer. So he pinches up, he doesn't get it, and Joel Edmondson is not a mobile defender who you trust to you know move around and be a roaming player like a Dougie Hamilton or whatever. And, you know, he can't catch up to the rush the other way. Hayden Fleury is defending a three-on-one. And, you know, that's <laughs> the shot. You know, Hayden Fleury did a good enough job to force the shot wide, but then the puck bounces back. Joel Edmondson it gets back at the perfect time, and then he misses the puck, and then it goes right back out in front to Dickinson or whoever that was. And he scores because it's a point-blank chance. And I don't know what you want Nadelkovich to do about that because – come on you know and look i agree then the the final goal the fourth one nadelkovic comes out to play a puck he rims it around it gets knocked down okay that's there you go there's there's the fault with ned i mean he played a puck and he wasn't able to get it all the way out but boy joel edmondson was flat-footed because he did not mark dennis guriana going to the front of the net and guriana has a point blank chance coming in from an angle and he's able to make a move and roof it home so it's his first I, game of the year justin look and no, he, this is what we are, he went through look, doing. i i agree this is a rough game defensively i get that he it was his first bad game out of his three starts but what i'm saying is Okay, look at the coach you have, one that doesn't trust young players. Look at the opportunity he has here. I'm saying that to set himself up for next year, which I think that is fair to say that he's on a one-way contract next year. So I, yeah, yeah, I, I, I think it, it, you know, I, I totally. What agree I'm saying, is, uh... what I'm saying is, yes, it is kind of now or never for him because it gets tricky after that, especially with contract. As you said, so like, I'm not saying I'm just saying every game counts towards that decision for next year. So yeah. if he shows up and lays a stinker tomorrow, or as you're hearing this today against Colorado, then what? Then you have you know? more of an argument. But I think that no, I'm not, I'm not saying he's bad. I just think I know you're not saying that. But yeah, I mean, he's he it it the mar again the mar- margin for error it's very small. I think I said that. it is and. I just I, I don't put much of any stock about anything into that game. I just don't. Yeah. Uh, you know, he was just left out to dry so many times. And you know, if if this becomes a trend where he's letting in four goals on sixteen shots, obviously, then you know, then we have a little bit of a problem because but, I mean, it, but something you should put some stock into is how important these next two games are. It is it, that is a thing that you can put stock into, the importance. The next two games. So you got Colorado and you got Montreal. Back to back days. Um, normally you always say, hey, you can win one, lose one, whatever. Win one, lose in overtime, whatever. I think they need all four points here. And it's just, it's getting down to the point where, you know, the top is only, top of the division is only a few points away, but the playoffs, <laughs> the loss of a playoff spot is just a point away, you know? So it's getting really tight here, and they've got to start putting together some consistent efforts. And I, I know that's 
kind of tough to ask, but, um, you know, it shouldn't with, be though. I mean, it shouldn't down. be at this point of the year, it shouldn't be tough to ask for some consistency. I and, guess with the injuries and the, and, and yeah, all that. And there's, there's new guys in the lineup and, and all that. Um, I actually thought they, they were okay. I thought they were pretty good against Dallas, but the mistakes were just, oh my goodness. Um, again, I, I don't want to just harp on it all the time, but yeah, Emmons had a really bad game and, that made a big difference because without that and without the Brady Shea little error on the first shift, then it's a different game, I think. And, you know, I, you know, that's, you know, this time of the year, it's, it's what it comes down to. It comes down to being perfect on the details and they weren't. Um, but I think the, the potential for this team moving forward, obviously they have, uh, Colorado on Friday. That's a tough team. It's a really tough team. Saturday they go to Montreal. Who Montreal was a seller at the deadline. Um, so two really interesting games. Uh, the Hurricanes won in Colorado earlier this year. Uh, they're going to need something along those lines again because uh, this 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 looks like a big game. Yeah. Um... Who starts? I yeah, give it back to Nadelkovich. Uh, I mean, it, here you're giving it at back least, to Nadelkovich. I think, yeah, I think here you again, like you learn something from this stretch. You learn what you have. I don't think you're valuing Forsberg for the future. Yeah, he's just no. a, he's just a he's just a stop plug. You know, he's just another another name. But Ned is a guy that either he's going to be it or he's not. But you have to figure that out. And I think you give him as many starts as you can. I think he really? still is the yeah. better option over Forsberg. I I do, but that probably you know. says more about Forsberg than it does Nedeljkovic, right? I mean, their their but, stats I mean, were pretty, has like pretty even coming up. Games. Uh, yeah, but so. I I think there's the, I, you I mean, can't put. I, I I understand that. Like, yeah, people might want to lean on the guy that has a little more experience, but it's not like those games were particularly impressive. Otherwise, he'd be he'd be up in the NHL yeah. longer. So I think, but, but and then like, this year that's going to get one start, and Forsberg is going to get the other. So it, it comes down to which one you want to give, because the Montreal game's away. So I think you go, I think you go Forsberg, Colorado, Ned, Montreal. So wait, now you're giving Ned the the, the away game? Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess if they can get it together, um, we saw some flashes against Dallas. Um, this team's really good. They, I mean, you have the first line of Ajo, Svech, and Turbo. Who, Which, shout out to Ajo for his long point streak. It's uh, a franchise record now. Uh, yeah. Here's a stat for you. Um, All right. I'm ready for it, stats guy. That over his last 45 games, Sebastian Ajo has 30 goals. Last season, he had 30 goals in 82 games. So in his last 45 games this season, he's duplicated his goal total from all of last season, which was a career high. Wow. Yeah, he's been on an unbelievable run, and him with Teravine and Svechnikov has been, of course, excellent. And, you know, it, it, I mean, that, that second line of Trotrek, Natchez, and Nina, or Nina Niederreiter, I think that line has a lot of potential um, and then you have the stall line and you have the, the end with the fourth line with, uh, Martinuk now centering it. Um, that four core is good enough. It, it, I think it is. And they have all the, the talent 
and they should be able to score more than one goal, obviously. Um, and then the blue line, I think the blue line's kind of interesting now because you add Shea to the mix. He practiced with, who did Shea practice with? He practiced with Hayden Flurry today or yesterday, if you're listening to this on Friday. Uh, so he might be with Flurry and Edmondson might be back with Slavin, which I, I don't know. Um, and then Gardner TVR, which was their best pairing start to finish against Dallas. That, that pairing is very good, but the other four, it's kind of interesting. Or it's going to be interesting to watch how it shakes out. Yeah, for sure. Um, but you know, it shook out well this week, Brett, what this podcast, <laughs> what an episode. I think there was some good banter in there. Um, yeah. full effort from, from both of us. Next yeah, week you, we'll made probably... me, you made me mad a couple of times. It's that good. usually doesn't happen. That's good. I think, you know, I told you, we are the modern-day Stephen A. It's Skip Bayless. I'll let you choose who you want to be. Yeah, that's... <laughs> I, I don't know if you Last did. week, too. <laughs> they're very popular. I don't know if they're ever right, technically, but... You so, know. you know, it's like us. We're not... Except we're not popular. And we're, <laughs> we're not, not right. popular. Um, and we're never right. So we really yeah. have nothing going for us. But, uh, yeah. Um, what a podcast. Uh, you can follow us at Kane's Country on Twitter, at Kane's Country PIX on Instagram, and like us on Facebook. You can rate, subscribe, tell all your friends about this podcast. You know, it's pretty good, in my opinion. But you know, who it's am on, I? Um, it's it's on Spotify, Stitcher, yep, Stitcher. every literally everywhere you can listen to a podcast. Yeah, anywhere, and you can listen to it in a car. You can listen to it at a bar. You can listen to it in a okay, van. You can listen practice. to it in a can. I mean, it's whatever. But uh. Yeah. Um, Wait, what keep a fantastic... That was good. I shouldn't have You could follow Brett at Brett underscore finger. You could follow me at Lanky Lape. Um, something, something tape. And yeah, that's podcast. Wolf. Thank you for listening. And See you you, you should have quit while you were ahead. Yeah. All right, good. Goodbye. <laughs>